You are listening to I Hate Average Podcast featuring Jay from the Bronx. Alright, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I took a week off because I wanted to plot how I wanted to end this year. But I figured it out. I was going to do like clips of uh, best of episode and I was just going to be one episode. But I want to do, for the next couple of weeks, we got three weeks left of the year. I want to play back my best three episodes of the year. The ones that I got the most feedback from. The ones where, you know, people gave the most positive uh, reviews. So, I want you guys to check out these next few weeks. I'm not going to have any new guests. I want people to enjoy their holidays. So I don't want to bug anybody. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for rocking with me this year. It's been a fun. I've been doing this for half the year. So, it's been a fun half of a year. Uh, this is going to be episode 26, even though it's a repeat. But thank you thank you thank you for rocking with me thank you for your patience been trying to figure this thing out this is independent media and uh it's fun and this is bigger than i than i i thought it would be i thought it was just you know a small idea and uh, people have been really taking hold of it and i appreciate it so check out this interview with miss dawn day dawn day it's a repeat she's a motivational speaker amongst other things that she's a part of but uh People really had positive feedback. They liked some of the nuggets that she dropped, and uh, it was fun. So check out my interview that I did earlier this year with Dawn Day. All right, everyone, I have here Miss with me Miss Dawn Day. She's known as a motivational speaker, life coach, um, among a radio host, among uh, other things. Am I missing anything? Uh, voiceover talent. I'm a voiceover artist as well. Okay, okay. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. So, uh, what got you started with, with motivational speaking and trying to inspire people? It all started when I was in high school. I went to an all-girls Catholic school, and we had an assembly in the auditorium. And I remember this guy got up there, and he was just, he was acting a nut. And the thing that stood out is that he did the moonwalk. And, I mean, everybody was so excited. And he was just he was just talking about life and principle, just literally having a conversation on stage. But I noticed his interaction, how everybody left him good, and he was just having fun. Then later on I found out that he was an, a motivational speaker, and I was like, hold up. Wait a minute, you're telling me that I can get paid to speak? Like, I can get paid to motivate and inspire people and help them make their dreams come true. In my mind, there was nothing better than that. Definitely, definitely. And definitely understandable. So, I've been researching you and I've seen some of your videos, and you said one of the, the main things that hold people back from success or achieving their dreams is fear. Can you uh, Can you elaborate on that, how... People are afraid to be great. Fear is simply put false evidence appearing real. Fear is an illusion. Fear has something where it does is it causes you to be stuck. It doesn't allow you to move. And what you have to realize is that we are living things. So therefore that consults and change that 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 is ensures us growing. But when you're fearing you're stuck, you don't move and essentially you become a thing. And you have to realize that when you talk about living your life Things function and people live. And I got this from Eric Thomas, who's also a motivational speaker out of Detroit. But okay. he says that you have to want your dream. You have to want whatever it is out of life as bad as you want to breathe. 
And so once you can cap over fear, when you can step into the realm of the possible, which is also exists among the realms of being uncomfortable, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that means you've got to look fear in, the, in its face and say, you ain't got nothing on me because you want it as bad uh, as you want to breathe. Wow. Uh, definitely. Yes. Very inspiring. So, um, <laughs> so when did when did you realize in your own life that it was time to, you know, just leave fear alone and just go after, you know, your your dreams? I've always been a, a daredevil in my life, but I feel though when I really had to step up to the plate and go after I wanted it was probably a changing point in when my mom passed away. I had to put things in alignment because I'm from Detroit, and at the time I was living in New York when mom passed. I was there for a death, but just being away. And that's when it came when, like, life is real. Like, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Like, how can you be afraid to be happy? How can you be afraid to be you? So I graduated from Howard University, Howard University, the real HU. And one of the things that – that I always said when I graduated, I said, either I want to do New York or L.A. Okay. And it came an opportunity to do L.A. And so I'd always said I wanted to run into a 5K. I wanted to start out my vitamin D, a motivational newsletter. I wanted to make sure that I went out there and speaking because I think oftentimes when you're stepping against change, when you're stepping against fear, when you say, okay, now it's time to bid on myself, yeah. it takes you stepping out on faith. Steve Harvey says a thing that when you jump and he talks about the parachute, oftentimes we want the parachute to fail us, but you'll never know the parachute can open if you don't jump. Well, that's true. So with it's me, definitely... my jump was my mom passed away, and I said, wait a minute, life is real. So that's when I started getting my ducks in order. That's when I started getting back to self, and I started riding, and I was running and working out, and I was speaking with a friend, it was like, Dawn, I feel like if you came out to L.A., you could do really well. Why don't you come here and check it out? Being a daredevil and realizing that after I lost my mom, what do I have to lose? Uh, but my life, so why don't you go after it? I no longer have the job that I was working for holding me back. So I said, you know what, let's yeah. just do it. And uh, I didn't say it was going to be easy or that it was easy. <laughs> but I was course. like Nike, and I was like, just do it. Yeah. Uh. Touching. So, what do you see um, with coaching people and speaking with people um, besides fear? Like, what you can say? Like, you see, that's the most common denominator that you've been dealing with with um, people not achieving their goals. A lot of people aren't achieving their goals is because they haven't figured out who they are. Okay. They haven't figured out what it is that they love. And oftentimes they aren't willing to bet on themselves. And so what I always tell people is that you got to be selfish with your life, with your dreams, with your purpose, because not selfish to a default, but selfish in a way you got to keep pouring into yourself so that you overflow so that you can pour into other people's cups. And when people and why they aren't, living their life because they aren't treating themselves as if they're their greatest asset. I talk about um, a platform I speak upon that talks about is your life bank account. And that's mm. you treat your life like a ba- uh, checking or savings account. 
kind of like maybe you have a personal checking account. What are you depositing? What are you taking out your life? So when it comes to the most common thing as to why people aren't living an authentic life and a true life, because you've got to identify what it is that you want. Just like I spoke earlier about, about the difference between living and functioning. When you go into a nine-to-five job that you can't stand or any job for that matter, you are suffocating yourself. You are suffocating sure. your dream. You are suffocating your ambition. You are suffocating your happiness. You have to step in the right and choose to live, but understand that. You have to be willing to put in the sweat equity. It isn't going to be easy because that's why everybody else is going to do it. Not everybody is going to believe in you, but if you don't believe in yourself, who will? You can say you want something. You can say you're interested in something, but if you aren't doing it, you don't really want it. And I think that's another key thing is that people are afraid to be real with themselves. Like I can sit here all day and say, oh, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight. But if I keep eating the wrong kind of food, I don't want to lose weight. And so what happens <laughs> is that I, I essentially create this, this friction and this confusion because mentally I keep saying this, but my actions aren't doing it. When you keep it real with yourself and say, okay, if I want to be your CEO, if I want to meet, I don't know, Warren Buffett, how are you placing yourself in position? Are you circling yourself with the right people? If you want, right. be honest and say, okay, it's an aspiration, but it's not something I want right now. Definitely, definitely. So before you started uh, mentoring and speaking, did you seek after life coaches for yourself, or, or were you just something that you just gravitated to and studied yourself? Absolutely. So when I, I started speaking even back when I was in New York, and there are a few radio personalities that served as mentors to give a shout-out to Deja. Uh, Deja Vu, she's on WBLS in New York. Uh, we okay. work together. And so uh, I actually, which high school was that? It was in Jersey. I don't know, it was in Fremont. That was the first time I had opportunity to speak at a, a high school because that was her aspiration. And one thing okay. I know that I can do is I can speak. So she was like, Dawn, let's do this together. So I went there and I spoke <laughs> with the young girl. So I feel that what helped me propel myself to mentor and to speak to other people was that I had to let people know what it is that I was doing. I had to show up and give notice because half the time while people aren't able to enable us to pursue our dreams because guess what, you're you're too afraid to say something. Why is that? So then when I moved out to L.A., I'm about planting seeds. I believe in a firm thing. You've got to learn how to speak life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Be careful with the words. Choose your words wisely. I remember Lisa Nichols was going to be the very first speaker. She's one of the authors of The Secret. She was going to be the very first speaker that I had been in the realm of because you got Tony Robbins, you got Les Brown, you got Yana Van Zandt. I hadn't been around them. Okay? Okay. So this was a speaker at another level, but I had a chance to go into her camp. And when I was in our camp, I was able to understand the mechanisms and realize what I wanted to do in the speaking realm and what I didn't want to do. But I put it out there, and I made sure that I felt okay. all my sources. And always looking for mentors, another great mentor of mine is CJ Gross out of D.C. He was actually okay. the first speaker that I'd ever worked with. I saw that on Craigslist, and he was looking for an assistant. And so I hit him up, and I became his assistant, and I kind of got my chops wet as far as, understanding the realm and what the grind is all about. But yeah. it's, it's definitely out there just letting people know and seeking it out, making sure that I went to conferences, constantly listening to Jim Rohn and 
um, Florence Scavelshan and a lot of thought leaders, Eckhart Tolle, online and on the web, to constantly infiltrate and to pour those things inside of me. So, you, so you're a strong believer in invested in yourself. You invested what? in these conferences. Yeah. Come on. If, if I don't put it, who's going to put it in for me? It's true. True. Absolutely. Uh, so how did you how did you seek uh how did you find out about this information for you know people that who are you know on a path they want to learn how to reach out for the how did you find the information Don't play with me <laughs> Don't play with me We got computers <laughs> out nowadays Even if you didn't yeah. know how to spell if you were just throwing something out there there's no reason why someone can't do whatever it is that they want to do with the aspiration. Because now you don't even have to know how to type. You can talk it into your phone. So basically what I did is that I just put out the research. I had to do the work. And sometimes I always tell people that life is your greatest uh, teacher because you're going to take the test before you learn the lesson. Some things are going to be like trial and error. But if you don't go out there and take that jump, allow that parachute to open, if you don't go out there and take a chance, how are you going to know what it is that, you can do, who you can reach. Yeah, so you got to start true. Googling. I mean, I don't know the last time I've been in the library, even though I'm ashamed to say, just because of everything is online. But I grew up in a time where she, you had to go to the library. Then I yeah. found, oh, but that's just keeping it real. Uh, so what is, what is uh, something that, like, what is, like, a first step? Let's say, uh, you know, I, I went to the conference, I'm motivated, like what? What is something that you you feel that when people are any dream that they have, maybe it's to start a business or to write a book. What is something like after the conference, after you heard what was you was motivated? What is the next step that you would suggest? What I would recommend, if anybody's out there, an author, an entrepreneur, teacher, CEO, and you went to a conference, the first thing you have to think about is what is it that I want. So you go on the door and you say you want it, but after that, what is it that I want? You probably should have been at that conference with either business cards or networking cards and connected yourself with five people. So sometimes we go to these conferences and we are talking to everybody. Find the people to talk to because you never know who has the next thing that you may need. Definitely. I I also say make the – Oh, no, you can can get it again. No, no, please, go ahead. I was going to say that's something I kind of struggle with because, you know, I, I could, you know, speak to a crowd, but actually this weekend I went to, like, a networking event, and it was a smaller crowd, so I kind of was standoffish because I find it a little bit difficult even just approaching people and telling them, um, this is what I do. It's, it's kind of hard, so do you have any tips for that or, or just presenting, presenting your dreams to people because I, I kind of – you know, your genes is kind of internal, but when you got to express it to people, to explain it to people, to network, it's kind of, to me, maybe I may be strange, but it seems kind of difficult. I mean, it's, you know why I feel that oftentimes it's difficult expressing your dreams to others because it's, you're being vulnerable. And we've yeah. gotten to a society where we're afraid to feel, so we try to feel through other mediums. Um, but essentially, you've got to get your core you got to get your group of tens and nines, and what I mean by that is that if you're a six 
and you're aspiring mm-hmm. to be a, a nine. You have no business hanging out with sevens or fives. Get around those yeah. people that are doing that. Find your accountability group. That's something that has helped me to this day. That has even helped okay. me get my voiceover agent. I found an okay. accountability group, a group of friends that I know I can bounce ideas off of. I can lay my goals out, and they're going to call me to be accountable. You know, yeah. one of the major steps that I found when pursuing my dream, and I'm not sure what the next step of or just getting people to take notice is when I started writing my newsletter, Vitamin D. Okay. And so it's essentially why I take the lyrics of popular music and I intertwine it with a motivational message. Plus you get vitamin D from the sun. So this is my opportunity to shed light into your life. <laughs> so when I first started out with vitamin D, I was through an accountability group, and I was so nervous because I didn't know if it was going to be judged. I didn't know anything. So it started out simply as an email body that I only sent to four people that are my job. Then I sent it okay. to the office. And then after that, it went to the mass mailing list. But this is the uh, thing. When you start to open your mouth and what your dreams is, and I don't think you just go out there just broadcasting for no reason. But when you course. put your dream around good people and you show effort, they're going to want to help you. So that's when I learned about email marketing. This lady was like, Dawn, this is great. But you can't spam people. She works in the social media department. So she yeah. started telling me, okay, this is what you need to do as far as your email marketing. And so I just found that starting with a small core group of people and bouncing ideas off there, get yourself an accountability group. And that will be okay. sure to get you used to talking about your dreams. Definitely. Definitely. I appreciate that, that tidbit. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So – so back to the uh, the conferences. So you said find five people that you connected with, and what else? And follow up with an email. Simply okay. figure out, and this is the thing. When we people network, people are always trying to figure out, yo, what can you do for me? Figure wow. out how you can support and help someone else. Once True. you get from that conference, get your business cards together, allocate them or whatever. Then what I need you to do, I need you to make a vision board. I need for you to see the vision that you have for your life. Mm. Your affirmations uh. are in serious. Lay out the plan. After that, I need you to create a to-do list and give yourself some smart goals. Make them specific. Okay. Make them measurable. Make them attainable, reachable, and trackable. Give yourself a guideline. And, and you've got to be very specific. Specific. So if you know that you want to interview or you possibly want to attend a certain networking event, you need to say, okay, I want to come up with at least three uh, upcoming events or follow five different people on social media that are doing what it is that I want to do. Wow. Then I I would say definitely the third thing is is taking the action. Half the time it's not even about us not having the resources. It's about us not taking the steps. After you're taking the steps, and even throughout the process, take time to review your notes and your material. That's true. You've got to always stay refreshed because that's why those conferences are important. You hear people say they've attended the same conference over 60 or 70 times before they got it. Make your first few times count. Apply them to your life. Usually when a conference is being held and the speaker, they give you systems, systems to, to follow. Now, if you went to the conference, whether you paid for a ticket or not, you bought into their system. The least you can True. do, especially for the hours that you spent, 
is to exercise the system. All right, that's true. Absolutely. So basically it's just what you're saying is you just got to put in the work, do the work. It's not it's not enough to just be motivated. You got to actually use the motivation to for action. Right, they say it takes motivation to get started, but it's inspiration that will transform your life. Uh, uh, that's, that's touching, that's deep. So what is, have, have there been times because that, that you needed to be motivated? Like, Oh, my gosh, absolutely. What, what, was it Yolanda that said you had to encourage yourself? Sometimes yeah. you got to speak <laughs> on your own life. There have been times just because of being human. See, when you're a speaker, you're so used to, or even somebody that people may confide into, you serve as an inspiration. You get so used Mm -hmm. to pouring in other people, which is fine. But like I told you, when we first began, is that you got to be selfish and realize to give back to yourself because you'll find that that you're the one on empty. And because... Uh And what I find also as a speaker, oftentimes people are like, oh, you come up with all these answers or some of the things you come up with, wow, wow, wow. But, oh, excuse me one second. No problem. But when you realize your dream is, is no longer about you, you understand how it ends up supporting you. That's why I said that when you're trying to figure out what it is you want, you've got to figure out what it is you like. And I think half the time, even as a speaker, many of the things that I'm speaking on, I'm speaking on myself. There are times where I need a motivation. I have to put on my vitamin D, my dang on self, and remind myself <laughs> what I have said. Because I wow. can't be walking around being a hypocrite and not following. Because sure. when you talk about being successful, you've got to live an authentic life. That means wow. being true with yourself. So, yeah, I have to go back and read my own material to motivate myself. <laughs> that's great. So how do you know how transparent to be when, you, when you're speaking and when you're coaching? How do you know how transparent to be to, to, you know, to not leave yourself so open for ridicule and things of that nature? Well, this is the first thing. Whenever you're talking about being a speaker, when you're talking about being a forefront, you've opened the door to being vulnerable. But okay. you have to make the choice to figure out how transparent you want to be. A lot okay. of things that I feel like you got to trust your gut. Trust your intuition inside. How deep do you want to go? Depending on, you know, some people want to be reality star famous where they, they give everyone a 360-degree view of their life. Is that what you want? And being okay with whatever it is that you want. Hmm. And if you are living this authentic life, I can't tell you what you should share and what you shouldn't. You yeah. just got to share what is true to you. Definitely. And be unapologetic about it. And that's the whole thing when I'm saying, like, you know, finding out who you are, stepping into your braveness. Because oftentimes it ain't about the money we got. It ain't necessarily about the looks we got. And not even always, well, the connections are the byproducts of it the confidence that you have in whatever it is that you want to do. Definitely. So can you describe, because once you, you understood your dream, you understood where you wanted to go in life, and you knew you wanted to, to speak and motivate and inspire people, can you talk about 
the feeling after your first time doing it? It was a rush. The first time that I spoke, it was a rush. Probably my nerves are all in my way. <laughs> when I sat back and I looked at it, and there's nothing more beautiful when you have somebody that comes up to you and says, thank you for changing my life. Wow. Uh, uh, or when you get those messages on Facebook, when you get calls, like I had a friend call me I hadn't spoke to in about 10 years, call me and say, hey, can you just pray for me? Uh, That's what make it all, it makes it worthwhile. Yeah. You know you're taking the time to lift up somebody's day. I mean, you never know when you might have could have saved when you could have saved someone's life. That's true. That's true. But it, isn't that a burden though? When you when you're going up there, you kind of you don't know what the the audience, you don't know what they're going through. So you, you don't kind of go up there with a burden, or are you just doing your thing? Well, uh, can you say that one more time? I'm a little confused. I'm just saying, like like you said, someone, you don't know the the audience, some of the audience situations, like, like you said, someone might uh, be borderline suicidal, someone really might be uh, giving up on their marriage, somebody might be giving up on life. You know, Do you go up there sometimes with that burden, or are you just focused on what you have to say? You know, I spoke, there's this area downtown L.A. called Skid Row. Okay. And a lot of these women, uh, a lot of the homeless people, it's like a homeless community out there, but I spoke at a shelter called Entitled Ann Douglas Center for Women. Okay. And sometimes you got to check the temperature of your audience. What do I mean by that? You got to figure Uh, out what they need. Some people think that speakers just talk, talk, talk. But it's yeah. almost like you speak less, listen more. And wow. you cater around the message based on the feel of the audience. But oftentimes you can come up there with a structural topic or a speech okay. that you do want to discuss. Yeah. But the audience could shift you in another direction. Yeah. Right. And that's what it's all right. You have to allow your audience to be shifted. This is the thing. See, when we talk about life and people getting frustrated, you know why people get frustrated? Because they won't allow themselves to be fluid. Uh-huh. This goes back to the very first question. What I was t- It's all about being able and allowing yourself to change and evolve and to transform. Why? Because you are a living thing. And when you allow yourself to be fluid, you're allowing yourself to be present in the moment. Sure. That's where the magic happens. Half the time we aren't pursuing the dream like you asked me before because we're psyching ourselves out about all the stuff that we got to do. All you got to do is focus on right now. Right now is what uh-huh. you have. Right now is That's the life true. that you have. You got to do whatever it is that you can do right right now. Wow, uh, I think that's that's probably like the the most major statement that you made tonight is just being present. That's that's wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's major. So, what is what are some projects that you're working on uh, currently that we can look forward to? Well, I was just in a uh, TV show, a Curvy Style with Timothy Snell. So it was the assistant to Celebrity Stylist City Beast Now. Um, it's okay. on BBC Centric. I believe we might be coming back next year. But we'll, uh, oh, wow. we'll find out. So that's just to keep a lookout for that. Okay. Um, I actually have an on-air radio show. It's called rmconair.com. You can check it out on TuneIn. And on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
as were if you're a 90s baby, I mean, all your jams, from Black, from God, from Black, <laughs> from Campbell. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get, but I know you're going to be dancing, though. So, okay, so that's great. That's exciting. Um, yeah. I keep you guys posted on social media when it comes down to the next speaking engagement, as well yeah. as, uh, as I told you, I have a voice. I'm a voiceover artist and have a have an agent, so I have okay. various projects that I'm constantly auditioning for. Wow. Okay. That's and a, you got to check out that woman. website. Absolutely. Definitely. It's at dot com. Okay. And I'm on okay. all social media at Dawn Day Speaks. Wow, great. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insights and your telling your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, there you have it. That's my interview with Miss Dawn Day that I did earlier this year. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it again. I just wanted to drop it again because you guys gave positive, positive feedback, and I know I have new listeners that haven't been paying attention from then, so I wanted to re-drop it. Um, again, I'm dropping my uh, three most popular episodes of the year. So uh, we starting off with Miss Dawn Day next week. Uh, you'll hear who's next in a week after that. And um, starting fresh in 2017, I'm going to have brand new guests, a new format to the show. Uh, just look forward to everything that's coming forward. And once again, I want to thank you guys so much for your support. Of course, you can check me out at AverageJ.com. Check out all my social media. I hate AverageJAY. That's Twitter. That's Snapchat. I hate Average Podcast on Instagram. They got this new Instagram Live, so you also could make sure you follow me so you could uh, check out things that I'm doing. I might be going live uh, soon, especially towards the uh, New Year holiday. So um, definitely Follow me on all my social media. You can email me if you got guest ideas or if you just want to get feedback. If you like the show, if you hate the show, you can always email me show at averagej.com. Once again, it's show at averagej.com. All right, so talk to you guys next week. Thanks again for your support. <laughs>